Welcome back to Building Billions. I'm beyond excited about this episode because this is something I know our clients struggle with. If you've ever been to an event with me, you will hear about this target of revenue per employee as a way to know how efficient your business is, how potentially profitable your business is, how optimized your business is. And as soon as I say our formula, most people's eyes go crossed because they are so far beyond the target that it can be discouraging. And so I had this meeting earlier this week with a team member and we're going through a little bit of a restructure in one of our departments. And in this restructure, this team member decided for the very first time, I've never thought of this before. I am blown away at this idea because it is so stupid simple. This team member decided to create the ideal calendar for her team member, the ideal calendar, because what's happened is additional work is taking place, productivity is down, and you know, in business, what can tend to happen is people ask for more resources because they're doing things more inefficiently. And as you grow and have more team members, you're not able to really see all of the inefficiencies that are taking place. And where we're at in our organization with over 300 employees, it's hard to really have an accurate pulse on if people are spending their time on the right things. Yes, the total outcome is an easy measurement. That's why we use revenue per employee. So our target for revenue per employee is $500,000 of revenue per employee. So we know in the aggregate across our employees, if we're hitting that number, we are efficient. But there are certain teams that are wildly more efficient than others. And so when it comes to breaking down a department of 10 people and saying yes or no to resources versus a department, a different department of 10 people who is also asking for resources, it's hard to know which one actually needs resources. And so this ideal calendar got me thinking that you can do this for any type of business that is looking to maximize revenue per employee. So if I am running our business at 500,000 revenue per employee, I know that we are efficient. If your business is closer to a general range is 250,000 to 500,000, ideal scene is between 350,000 to 500,000 of revenue per employee. And what you would do in order to get that calculation is let's say you target 300,000. Well, what you would do right now is you would take your existing revenue. If you did $1 million in a year, $5 million last year, $25 million last year, you take that number and you divide it by how many employees you have. So you would know your revenue per employee inside your business. So if your revenue per employee, let's say you have a, I'll take my calculator out here. So if you did call it $8 million in revenue last year and you have 16 team members. Oh, I did really nice even math on that. Your revenue per employee would be 500,000, but let's say you did $8 million of revenue last year and you actually have 32 team members. That's 250,000 of revenue per employee. So in order to increase the output of the 32 employees in this second scenario where your revenue per employee 
is $250,000 a year, my first suggestion would be to take the calendars of your team member. Let's just pick one team member, somebody in operations. Maybe you are a uh, marketing agency and you have an account manager. So you open the, the calendar of your account manager. You should also open up their job description so that you can see what the target was for where they're spending their time. And you can start to just like overarchingly bucket where they're spending their time. They're probably spending their time in client meetings, ideally client strategy, probably some internal work, some internal meetings and trainings that they're hosting. That's probably, that probably runs the gamut. Now, as you're looking at those buckets, I would break them out to actually understand like how much time is client meetings versus client strategy. Are they spending 30% on client meetings and 30% on strategy and the remaining, the remaining 40% on the internal stuff? Well, I would argue that that role probably isn't as efficient as it needs to be, even though that team member might be saying that their plate is full and they can't take on any more clients. So I would dive into this in more detail by understanding, okay, how many clients are they actually meeting with? Let's say they have 15 clients. So they have 15 clients and they're spending an hour on each client per week. I'm gonna get my math, I might get my calculator. What did I say, 15 clients? So they're spending 15 hours out of 40 hours. Is that 30, is that 30%? because I said originally 30%, 15 hours. So it's one hour per week, uh, per client. And they'd be spending one hour a week per, for strategy per client. Well, if your business model is such that they're saying that they're already overwhelmed and overworked with the 15 clients, but your revenue per employee is low, I would suggest that you actually increase the amount of clients that that team member has. The, the threshold likely isn't 15 if your business is running at 250,000 of revenue per employee because your contract size per account manager isn't large enough to pay for the account manager with a healthy enough profit. So if you increased the client count per account manager to 20 clients, Using their existing time that they're spending per client, which is one hour plus one hour of strategy per clients. So you're adding, if you're adding five additional clients, five times two would be 10. You're adding additional 10 hours of work to that team member. You've got a couple ways that you can do this. You could expect that that team member works 50 hours a week instead of 40 hours a week. If that was the expectation, then all of a sudden there is plenty of time for that person to have 20 clients because they would then be working 50 hours a week. Now you could also look at is one hour of strategy, the correct amount of strategy time per client. What if instead of one hour of strategy and one hour of calls, you could actually audit their strategy time. You could audit what the calls look like. And if you could shave off 15 minutes 
on each, then you're really just looking for an additional five hours for that person to work on the additional five clients because you've added five hours back into their time. So what I'm doing here is I'm playing with the output, the, the production of this particular team member. And I'm doing it from the standpoint that we need our account managers to hold 20 clients. So how do we make that happen? Now, in asking the question, how do we make that happen? What was so brilliant that this team member of mine did this week in creating the ideal calendar is saying, okay, let's start with the end in mind. What do we want this person's calendar to look like? And she literally populated internal meetings, uh, one-on-ones, uh, lunch, like she put in everything, our daily all team meetings, end of day touch bases, morning leadership meetings, but she squeezed in everything that these team members would need to do. And so now it becomes a really easy conversation. Instead of the team member saying, I don't have enough time, you can show them, okay, this is the ideal scene, this calendar, and you open up their calendar and you say, this is what you're currently doing. How do we pull you out of projects, organization-wide projects that you're in that's taking away from the time to do this job? How do we remove uh, additional tasks that you're doing that are not core to your function that I'm willing to say, hey, you no longer have to do this anymore in order to keep the main thing, the main thing with that role, which is the outcome, the product, the client meetings. If they're not spending time on the client meeting and the client results and having enough clients to even make that business model work, then them working on organizational projects is junior to that work. They shouldn't be doing that work. Sure, would it be nice? Yes, but you likely didn't hire them as a project manager. So you're paying in many cases for skills that you don't need to pay for at this point in your business, all because, and what I mean by that is like you're paying an account manager to do project work that even though they would be good at that project work, that's not what you're, you're investing the $80,000 in the account manager salary to do. You're investing the $80,000 of the account manager to be able to manage 20 clients, not to spend 40% of their time building some internal marketing dashboard that's going to help you. It's likely not the right cycle in your business to have that internal client dashboard be the right thing unless you're willing to forward invest and then you would be okay with that team member spending that time. But I would strongly recommend that you don't do that. You first have to get the model down. You first have to be able to define that a account manager can work 20 clients and they can do so profitably and this is what their schedule would look like to be able to get the results that you're looking for. Then you would have that person, once that model is proven out, then you would have that person start to work on things like a, a dashboard or other projects, corporate projects, department projects that could be beneficial to the organization. But if the main thing isn't being handled, the main outcome of the business, which if you're a marketing agency, is how many clients you can take on. If that isn't the focus of that team member and all of the other functions that are playing a role in your business right now, if the main output, why you hired them, isn't what's being worked on, of course your revenue per employee is going to be low. And so this ideal calendar is something that is so, it's like stupid simple that you can use to work backwards to reset expectations with your team members to focus on production 
so that you can raise your revenue per employee instead of feeling hopeless that like, oh, I just have more people than I need and I'm just in inefficient. Well, you're not just inefficient. You can create efficiencies. And the way that you create efficiencies is by looking at where people are spending their time and quantifying the output, the outcome of that time. I find that most business owners just don't want to look at this because it feels complicated and you might have created an environment where you didn't really clearly state what the target was to your team members to begin with. So the fact that they take on 15 clients was their choice. Like they came into the role, you hired them as an account manager and there wasn't a lot there and you just said to go figure it out. And so they're like, oh, I'm going to take on 15 clients. And they feel this like full ownership of that role because they created that role. They created the processes with those 15 clients. And now you're coming in saying, well, it has to be 20 clients. They're probably going to say, well, screw you. I I created this and it can only be 15. And every time a team member has done that to me, my main focus because that has happened. I had a guy once who was like, there's no way that you could expect me to do this and that because I changed the expectation and I added a new thing. And he's like, I'm already doing this first thing. I can't possibly do the second thing at the same time. We need to hire somebody else. It's like, okay, great. Watch me do it. And I did it and showed him that it could be done. And we fired him like a month or two later because he was the wrong fit, clearly. But once you show it can be done and you can measure it, then you just train new people off of it. And if you have yourself in a situation with a team member that has been doing it for a long time, created the process, you don't feel like confronting it, that's your problem. You just have to get over it that that's your problem. Yes, they're going to be pissed. No, it's not going to be fun. But okay, you're growing your business. You need to improve your revenue per employee. You need to have a model, a core model in your business that is scalable and that you can create profitably and that you have the right people doing the right tasks and not too much fluff that they're just creating more work that is nice to have work but not the core work inside the business and until you've reached break point three until you've reached 15 million dollars in revenue you're really going to have to stay so focused on what is the model how many accounts, how many patients, how many customers, how many clients, how many projects, how many, uh, what else is output? How many construction sites can X amount of people work on complete in what time frame? So what are the targets? Like you're, you're, we used to teach this in my old workshop and I loved this topic. I'm just like getting all excited over here. But you're, I think of this visual as like, until you're at 15 million in revenue, you're just like fighting to figure out what the right model is and what the correct way to structure the work is so that once you have that in place, you can duplicate those pods of people or that department or that subset of team and scale it over and over and over again. But until you've reached maximum optimization inside that group, you shouldn't be adding new things or taking their focus off of other things. You're just like fighting to figure it out. And that's the game that you're playing until you figured out that game. And in the scaling process, the biggest challenge is not getting distracted for the main game that you're playing. And again, until you're probably 15 million, break point three, you're going to struggle 
and struggle and struggle until you figure out what the core model is. And then again, once you figure that out, it's a new set of challenges. It's duplicating that. It's creating the trainings around it. It's then being able to create dashboards that provide visibility as to how many people are doing that same process over and over again and testing into it and all of that fun stuff. But most people never get there. The average business fails within the first two I'm sorry, within the first five years, two thirds of businesses fail within the first five years because they just get distracted and don't focus on, I'm figuring out a model, I am testing, I'm in a laboratory, I am like putting potions together to figure out the exact measurements for me to do this over and over and over and over and over again. So this really helped me. This ideal calendar was like super, super helpful to me. I hope this helps you out. This is one of the things that I'm going to be teaching in my new course called Operations Essentials Workshop. And if you want more information on that, you should shoot me a DM that says operations and I will get you all the data that you need. Operations Essentials is going to be all about how do you put the communication flow in place? How do you put the structure in place to run a smooth operation to know when you have hit scale so that then you can go and start scaling your business. And if you don't know what those things are, if you don't know what the communication structure is going to look like, if you don't have the right people in place, it's going to be really hard for you to do that. So DM me on Instagram operations, and I will get you all the information on the operations essentials workshop. I appreciate you keep doing your thing. I'm rooting for you.